to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to this week's Fireside Chat. I'm going to run through a couple quick announcements and then we'll get to this week's guest. First off, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind the scenes looks at the writing and editing process, and two weekly shows, Lights Out and Midweek Weird. We also have a few monthly shows coming down the pipe, so definitely stay tuned for that. In addition to all that, you also get uh, monthly swag bags, which are pretty cool. Stickers, buttons, etc. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in the episode's description or go through our link tree on all of our socials and check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs... Fantastic designs from great artists like Jonathan Dodd and Easton Hawk. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level, so get over there and join the fun. You know this week's guest as the Village Tarot Witch. Carly is the host of Painting Tarot and True Crime on YouTube, a divination specialist, and a bona fide history nerd. She's a great friend of the show, and you should absolutely support her in everything that she does. In this, her second appearance around our campfire, we discuss her transition into a YouTube show, various divination systems, and why our astrological charts make absolutely zero sense to us. Carly is always a great guest, and today was no different. So let's get to it, yeah? Carly, thank you so much for for, um, being on the show again. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, of course. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> all the of course. So all the of course. <laughs> like I, I'll just get straight to it. A lot has changed for you since the last time you were on the show. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot is different. Good, different. Um, yeah, totally different places. Almost yeah. different people. One would say. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, let's just start there. We Can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing now? Yeah. So, I just launched a YouTube series, which is weird. It's weird seeing my face on other people's screens. Um, you'd think I'd be used to that, but I don't know. <laughs> Something about turning the camera horizontal, and I just lose my mind. I'm like, I don't know. I hate it. I hate everything about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I'm doing on my YouTube channel is I am combining shadow work, which is the process of looking at all your feelings. <laughs> um, but shadow work specifically is looking at the parts of yourself that you would rather ignore, um, like the skeletons you want to shove in the closet and just pretend like they don't exist for whatever reason. Maybe it's because you have a... Um, someone said something to you when you were young and it made you ashamed of yourself so you don't want to acknowledge that thing anymore or someone told you once that you talk too fast and now you try to talk slow or you know it's moments like that and it's taking them and dissecting them and figuring out why and that is one of my favorite things to do I like people (laughs) and I like knowing why people are the way that they are 
Um, so I'm combining that somehow with painting and true crime. <laughs> they don't sound like they should go together, like, at all. But it kind of works because, um, for me, painting kind of calms my mind like meditation would and it gives me time to process and also sometimes it's nice to hear about somebody else's life that's worse than yours sure. <laughs> yeah there's definitely a therapeutic aspect to true crime i think there is yeah there's a whole phenomenon and i can't remember exactly why this is but it's a thing but anxious women enjoy true crime. Why? I don't know. You'd think that it would make it worse, but somehow it's very soothing. I will take naps to true crime documentaries sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I'm tired. What am I going to watch? Murder. <laughs> very soothing. See, I wonder if, because that's kind of become a, I don't know, it's almost a meme at this point, right? The, like, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's like a commiseration thing, you I know. Think so too. Yeah, I was and like you said, it's nicer. To, it's nice to hear about a life that's that's harder than your own, right? That is nice because it, sometimes it's like you know what, things might be hard right now, but I also didn't get murdered, so right. that's a plus. <laughs> um, it's always an upside. That's always an upside, but I think that there is some aspect to it too that. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this and they were like, I think it's like an anxiety planning thing. Like I definitely do this in my day-to-day life where if I'm worried about something, I'll think of different scenarios so that if the thing happens, I've got plans Mm -hmm. and I have backup plans. And somehow there seems to be something about true crime that like people who are maybe a little on the like paranoid side, one could say, (laughs) To have all this information and be like, that's right. Can't catch me. <laughs> I'm ready. I know yeah. you. I know this whole story. I know those terrible facts. Good luck. I lock my doors the second I get into my car. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a it's like a weird version of doomsday preppers. Yes. Right? Like yes, we're ready is. for the worst. I'm ready for the worst at all times. Is that healthy? Probably not. <laughs> no, I think hypervigilance is actually a symptom of 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 several mental illnesses. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can laugh about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's definitely it, it's a whole thing. Um, and like, I've always been interested in true crime, but it wasn't until I was listening to the podcast "My Favorite Murder" and they were talking both about their anxiety. And about how, like, somehow consuming true crime helps. And I was like, you mean to tell me that I'm not the only one that does this? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I probably won't only stick to true crime because I am very ADHD and I go where the wind blows me. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping to bring in some haunted stories and maybe some cryptids from time to time. um, Yeah. Or... Things like get a little bit weird. Get a little bit weird, you know. One thing I was a little, um, I was a little surprised by when I watched your first, your first video was the the tarot is pretty light, actually. Like it, the tarot is pretty light. Yeah. So my next one will be a little heavier on the tarot. Um, <laughs> part of it is because I was nervous. <laughs> I was right. like, I don't know what to say. But the bulk of it is going to be more about the storytelling. Um, and um, 
The reason is I did think about pulling cards the way that I have before with the mediumship aspect, but it feels different when I'm talking about murders. Like, yeah. I know that I've touched on stories like that in the past, but we usually would talk to like, the main character, so to speak. But talking to someone like Ed Gein is just like, hmm. Yeah. I don't really want that. And it also just feels like clickbaity. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. has a different feel to it, and it's it's not one that feels comfortable. But I would like to eventually, if there's a location that I could physically visit, like tell the story, and as a follow-up video, go to the location and pull cards there, that would feel different. I don't know why, but that's that's the way my mind is processed it. <laughs> it's more about it's more about like connecting with the space than it is with connecting with the person. With the person. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I, Ed. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> you don't look anything like his mom, so I'm sure he wouldn't be interested in you anyway. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> yeah, that's a win. Um, yep. <laughs> no, the, the thing I immediately noticed about your format is I find that it's... I I find and love that it like reflects your ADHD because it's, <laughs> it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like in the best way. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I it's let like, my mind it, roam. <laughs> yeah. It takes a it takes a I think it takes a specific kind of person to 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 conceive like that stack of activities. You know what I mean? <laughs> that pile it, of randomness and somehow combine combine it into one. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I had that idea, I was like, oh, this one. This is a good idea. What's that going to look like? I'm yeah. still working on it. <laughs> but it's out there now. <laughs> we'll figure my, it out. Um, my, my wife also has ADHD, and she um, she frequently... The way she explains it is sometimes she'll have an idea, and then she realizes that's like when she's listening to a song and also wishing she could listen to another song at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah, and I did this to you earlier today where I was like, can I pick your brain for a second? And I launched halfway through, and I was like, yep. whoop, hold up, wrong order, let me backtrack here. <laughs> it did not come out the way that it should because my mind is usually like 10 steps ahead of what actually verbalizes. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally used to it. I, My wife and several of my children... Are like that, so yep. I have no problem interpreting. I'm used to getting step one, step six, step three, step yep. two, step four. Yeah, yep, that is what it's like talking to me. <laughs> well, especially if I am in like idea mode, which yeah happens We're just frequently. Trying to get it all out as soon as yeah. possible. I'm yeah, like, this is a great idea. I'll be cleaning and have to send voice notes to people, and I'm like, I'm so <laughs> sorry, I'm sending this because I need somebody else to remember what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, cool. I got you. Um, I don't know if that's coming through, but there's a rocket launch outside my house right now. So if there is like a weird vibrating noise, there's spacecraft. A rocket launch? <laughs> yeah. I live on the space coast of Florida and you can see rocket launches from my backyard. <laughs> no way. Yeah. You get used to them after a while. So it was really cool when I first moved here and now it's kind of like, huh. Eh. 
But the night launches are amazing. They are, they're great. I yeah, could not ever get used to that, Carly. You would. I would be such a nerd. Would I promise you would? <laughs> oh, it's actually man. like a little bit annoying sometimes because I live in a very tiny town. It is, it's so boring here. Like not even ironically, it is very boring here. Um, but people will come from all over the place. So like the only time there's traffic is when there's a launch, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <There's people>. <laughs> <laughs> on the road. Yeah. <laughs> See, I live in a tiny town too, and yep. it none of that just ever happens. There's just never traffic because we don't yeah. have any space launches here. <laughs> and there's no space launches in Indiana. Who, yeah, who Yeah, they are. They are pretty cool to watch. Um, they're fun to go by the water to see, but the night launches. If you are ever in Florida on the Space Coast when there happens to be a night launch, hundred percent go. It's the coolest thing because the sky it looks like a a sped up sunset or sunrise almost because yeah. you see glowing red and then it rises up and it gets like the whole sky lights up and then you see the rocket take off and it goes back to normal and it is so cool <laughs> yeah that sounds beautiful yep that, my mind is just blown that you get to watch <laughs> space launches from your backyard it, and I, I ignore them now or i'm just yeah. like yeah oh. <laughs> It's amazing how like how easy it is for people to become jaded about stuff. You're like, oh, this happens all the time. This happens all the time. Where 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 I was living before, um, my husband worked for SpaceX, which is why I'm here. Um, I was living in Waco, Texas, before, where SpaceX had a test facility. So yeah. when we first moved in, they would test the engines there, and you can hear it. So like your whole house would vibrate and the yeah. first time i was like what is this is there a tornado what's going on and after a while you're just like well, that one was loud today and you just kind of you just kind of forget about it yeah like living <laughs> next cloudy, to the they're louder yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay sorry first space talk space talk no, that's okay that's okay Bringing it back around I'm fascinated um <laughs> man <laughs> I'm trying to get myself together. No, okay. you're fine. You have any other okay. space questions? I don't no. know if I know the answer. <laughs> that's, that's all my space questions for now. <laughs> I reserve the right to have more space questions later. That's fine. Anytime. <laughs> um, okay, so your your YouTube show. Do you have plans to to release a podcast format, like version of that, or are you just going to stick with YouTube? I had thought about it. Yes, I would. That is going to come eventually. I, um, in true ADHD fashion, I had this idea for weeks and I was like, this is a great idea. I'm very tired right now. So I'm going to recuperate. And then I woke up one morning and was like, this is the week. I'm doing it immediately. I'm doing all of the things. Um, turns out video editing is like way harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> so, yeah. I figure I'm gonna get I'm gonna get accustomed to exactly what it is I'm doing because um, I'm so much more comfortable with podcasting. That is that is great. But um, since it's me by myself, I felt like video would be a better format because you can see the weird hand gestures that I make and the facial expressions. When, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I say things wrong, and I'm like, that was not yeah. how it was supposed to come out of my mouth. Um, because I'm used to having someone to bounce things off of. So when the concept yeah. came in, I was like, video, and then you can see the 
the quirks that make me me. Um, so podcast will eventually come and it'll just be the audio format. Um, I just haven't quite got there yet because I was like, that's too many steps right now. <laughs> yeah, that's Keep fair. it simple. <laughs> As as a co-host to a show that is now 80-some episodes in, and we have never put an episode on YouTube, yeah. um, I will say the longer you wait, the more daunting the task will, will become. I agree, yeah. I'm hoping to do it in the next few weeks. Um, I thought that this week recording would be less intimidating because I've already done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't. I still was like, oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. To- where do my eyes look? I don't know. <laughs> it's so true. I, I struggle with that so much. Like even yeah. on social media stuff, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not used to seeing myself like that. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm used to assessing my words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do I'm used to critiquing my words. But I, I always do this thing after I record something visually where I watch the whole thing with no sound and just take notes on the appearance of what I'm seeing. And then, I, and then I listen to the entire thing without looking at it and take notes on the audio. Yeah. Although I will say I'm hoping that in a few weeks it'll just be like second nature. Yeah. I remember when I started podcasting, I was like, is that what my voice sounds like? I sound like a Disney princess and I talk in <laughs> like I'm singing. <laughs> like, <laughs> my voice just naturally goes up and down. Like, And I was like, why? Oh, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Um, and then when I started doing reels and TikToks, same thing. I was like, nope, this is a hate, immediate, immediate hate this. Um, <laughs> I got comfortable with both of those things, so hopefully horizontal yeah. recording is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you seem to take to things fairly quickly. You know so. what? It's because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not even, and this is like a personal challenge to me that I assigned myself, by the way. <laughs> nobody nobody was like, Carly, you have to learn how to do this. This was like, I am going to learn how to do it, and I'm going to do it by myself. <laughs> yeah. Hyper-independence is a, I don't know that that's a good thing, but... That's what I did. I did phone a friend a couple of times, and then I let them show me the the briefest of help, and I was like, "Okay, I got it. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I was much. That's nicer. enough. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I asked you. That's enough. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. No. Um. I had to. I had to call in help today too because I uploaded. I recorded everything in the same format, but when I uploaded it into my editing stuff, one of the images got flipped, and I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. And I kept trying. I was pushing all of the buttons and nothing happened. So my friend sent me a screen recording and it literally was just two fingers flipped and it fixed the image. And I was like, okay, this is why you don't be an asshole and ask for help. (laughs) (laughs) When a user interface is too intuitive for its own good. Yeah. 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 There really should be a button for that or like a label. (laughs) My kids do stuff that like that to me all the time. I'm like, yeah. where's the button? And there's like, they're like, it isn't a button. It's not a button just, anymore. You just make it do what you want it to do. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't compute to me. 
he did, you know like, what? Same. I'm embarrassingly bad at technology. Like I understand yeah. my Instagram does fairly well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've I've been getting into um, divination, tarot, runes, all that David, stuff yeah. myself the last couple months. Right. I'm still like pretty new. I'm still like looking up meanings for some of them that I don't run into as often. I'm still like, right. you know what I mean? I'm I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask if you had any advice for someone who's just getting into it. It's actually funny because you just hit on it. Um, I taught myself how to read and I joined like a bunch of Facebook groups and things like that to practice reading on other people. And one thing that they would always say in the groups that bothered me was that if you are looking things up, then you're not a real reader. And I was like, well, first of all, I hate that. Reject it. Toss it out the window. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Once you start learning multiple divination things, that's a lot to remember. Um, So my biggest advice is use the guidebook. You don't have to have it memorized all at once. You'll become more familiar over time. But I think that there's some stigma, maybe a little bit less now, but there is a stigma about using guidebooks and that it somehow makes you less of a reader. And that's just not true at all. I still use the guidebook and I do divination like all day, every day. I don't right. always, but there definitely are days, like today I pulled the devil in reverse and I was like, huh, what are you? And sometimes yeah. it's just because the art's different and it throws me off a little bit, but that's my, that's what I tell literally everyone that is learning how don't ever feel bad about using the guidebook. You wouldn't feel bad about using a dictionary or, I, or Google, I guess now yeah. Google's a thing, not dictionary, <laughs> but if you don't know how to spell a word you look it up, right? Yeah. Or if you don't remember a date or a fact, you look it up. It's the same thing. Don't feel bad about that. Um, and the other thing that I would say is that it is an amazing tool to get to know yourself better. And I think that a lot of people um, will go to it like, I don't do timing questions and I really don't do, um, I don't do a lot of relationship questions because I'm much more interested in you Yeah, you want to know about your relationship cool but I'm going to tell it from you how is this affecting you not the other person Um, and it's not like when is my soulmate going to find me when is I get a lot of those questions and um, you know it made me it made me a little grouchy about relationship readings for a while (laughs) like but this is this amazing thing that can help you get to know parts of yourself even better or like if you need guidance you can you can think of it like prayer which I recognize is funny because I'm always talking about how I don't I don't like religion but when you pray you're asking for guidance right you are asking for a higher source to help give you direction on your life and that's basically what you have with divination so those are (laughs) those are my two things get to know yourself better don't ask about Chad (laughs) nobody cares about Chad (laughs) It's about you. <laughs> Good. I like that. I like yeah. that. I'll refrain from asking about Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. You're like, will Chad respond to my text messages? Chad <laughs> five times. Is he coming back? No. Chad's a dick. Chad's a dick. You're better off without Chad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I. It kind of surprises me that you get... It probably shouldn't surprise me, but the fact that you get those kind of questions a lot 
Like, that seems very much like 90s teen movie, let's stop and get a tarot yeah. reading. You know? Yeah. What does he feel about me? Hey, yeah. it's very, very slumber party. And don't get me wrong, like, that can be fun. It's just, I think that some people will get caught in a trap of, like, exclusively asking about, like, what does he Other feel people? for me? And the thing is, I can't, it's two people and they have their own free will just like you have your own free will. So I can give you a guess. I can give you where they are in this moment, but that doesn't mean that it's going to (laughs) change. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. See, I like divination because in its most materialist form, like interpretation, it's it's a very useful tool for introspection. Just like you said, just getting to know yourself, like... Every card you put down is a new lens to look at yourself through. You know, fascinating. Yeah, that's. I was saying that earlier too. I like studying people. I like. I like understanding why people are the way that they are. The weirder you are, the more I like you. (laughs) Yeah, same. Genuinely, because weird people aren't afraid to be themselves. They're not trying to fit in. They're just like, this is this weird thing that I love. Isn't it cool? Yeah. It is cool. It is so cool. Tell me everything. (laughs) Yep. And tarot is an extension of that to me. So, um, but it's also a really beautiful guiding tool for when you are having more challenging, difficult times, because sometimes they'll come in and be like, listen, you're the problem. Change your thoughts. And other times they'll come in and be like, this is rough. And we acknowledge that the things are hard right now. But you know what? They're going to get better. And sometimes having a deck of cards telling you that things won't always feel like that really does make a pretty big difference. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, temporary discomfort. We can handle that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, anything that makes people feel less alone, right? And more seen, yep. I think more is seen. a good a good thing in the universe. Even if it's self-validation, it's still validation. And at the end of the day humans want to be acknowledged and understood and have their thoughts and feelings understood yeah yeah i think that's fair yeah um well thanks for the advice (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i have a few questions from listeners for you let's um let's do some of those and then we can uh yeah so Alan Sparks asks, what's your favorite and least favorite tarot card? Ooh, my least favorite is the Hierophant. <laughs> I hate that card. I hate it. And I, it's because <laughs> it's because I have heavy religious trauma. <laughs> yeah. And the traditional figure is a religious figure. So I just immediately don't like it. Um, there's some depictions that I do like, but... Pretty much every time it comes out, I'm like, oh, that asshole. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that is my gut feeling. Um, my most favorite will fluctuate, but it's usually the strength card. Um, and that will come up in different terms. But what I like about the strength card is the reminder that you are more than capable of facing whatever the thing is. If that's a, I don't think of it as physical strength, more as like, mental or emotional strength um, endurance that's my, yep that's my favorite yeah. it, that's one that you pull that is just always sort of comforting when you see it yeah I mean I will say that I have pulled strength 
in, during times when I wasn't as appreciative to get it because I was like, okay, thanks. I don't really want to be strong right now. Right. But I appreciate you telling me that I am strong enough to handle this. You know what I, I mean? That. Oh, yeah. But for the yeah. most part, it usually kind of is like, all right, deep breath. I got this. Onward and yeah. upward. Um, yeah. I have I a definitely... this. Yeah, this will it'll, it'll tie back into the runes a tiny bit, but I have I sent it to you. I think I have a I have a story in my genealogy that's a Viking, and whether it's more myth or lore or whatever, I love this story, and um, it's that type it's that type of mental toughness that like in the story the guy gets his leg chopped off, but he's clever enough to use that to his advantage, and I'm like you know what though I relate to that I like this so. And maybe that's where the strength tie-in is for me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. I also, I get how that could be a frustrating card, too. Like, when you're... When <clears throat> when life seems to just be, like, pouring bullshit on you. And yeah. to have the, yeah. adv- the only advice you get, like, you can carry lots of bullshit. You can do it! Like, You're no. strong enough for this. Yeah. Like, tell me is- it's gonna be over, or... You know, um, like, give me a yeah. solution. Don't just yes. tell me I'm strong enough to take it because, yeah, I know I am very, <laughs> I'm a very mentally strong person, <laughs> but I don't yeah. want to be. So <laughs> how no, can I, we- I get that. Sometimes encouragement isn't enough. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like enough. Yep. And sometimes yeah. it can feel um, like patronizing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have had, yeah. So those are the times when, um, some of my friends, we trade readings for each other all the time. A lot of Terravaders will be like, hey, you want some cards? Yeah. Um, and they'll give me, and they do the same thing to me, too, where I'm like, oh, my God, if I have to hear that one more time, <laughs> like, don't tell me. Don't tell me that things are going to be fine because nothing is fine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so staying in sort of the same realm, Ainsley from Sydney Spooks wants to know what your major star signs are. <laughs> I not am... in a not in a seventies pickup line way. Seventies <laughs> pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> I am a triple Aries. Um, although I did have someone read my chart recently and said that I am oh I don't remember what the other one was, but she was like, this explains everything. And I will tell you, unpopular opinion, astrology makes no sense to me because I can see aspects of being a triple Aries and I'm like, that makes sense for me. Like, um, I'm a very creative person. I'm a very driven person. Sometimes I have an idea and I run with it. Whether or not that's a good idea for me, I'm like, great, we're doing this immediately right now. But a lot of the more typical Aries traits, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound like me though. Because if I was to pick my sign, like if I got a choice, I'd be a Pisces all day, every day. I'm a very emotional creature. <laughs> and, and I know this about myself, you know? Yeah. I'm not like weepy and sad all the time, but I am very in tune with my emotions. Um, so yeah, I'm a triple Aries and I resent it. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm the exact same. <laughs> triple Aries. And yep. a lot of it doesn't make sense. It doesn't me. make sense. No. I'm, Have you looked at the Celtic tree zodiac? No. That one does make sense for me. In the okay. Celtic tree zodiac, I'm a willow tree, which is um, creative and intuitive and in flow with things. And I read that and I'm like, see, this makes sense. 
Yeah. The airy stuff, like, I can be stubborn, but I'm stubborn about the most random things. Like, I'm stubborn about the things that literally don't matter. Um, Same here. And big things, I'm just like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go with the flow. So, yeah. Triple airy like, but I reject it. <laughs> I, can, I can be very, like... I can be very gung-ho about things I'm excited about, but I'm not, like, a take-charge person socially. Oh, yeah. Me neither. I'm not, like, a, I'm not like the center of the of attention ever. Yeah. I don't like it socially. No, I don't you either. Know? You actually, like, people will be genuinely disappointed if you meet me in real life. Like, I am very quiet. I have extrovert same. friends, and I hide behind them. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> I yeah. am. I, I understand that I have a public persona now. Um, and like, I like that. That's still very much me, but I don't like large groups and talking in large groups is really intimidating to me. So I, if you were at a party with me, I'll be in the corner with someone's cat <laughs> or, or I'll find one person to talk to and just be like, cool, happy here. And I leave early <laughs> from yeah. like everything that I go to. So see, I, I love like public speaking. I, uh-huh. I'm fine with public speaking, but if I'm sitting at a table with ten people, <laughs> I'm the quietest yeah. person there, easily. It's, like yeah. I just want to sit back and and watch people interact with each other. Ooh, and there's I this like old that. trope with Aries about like everything needs to be their idea. Hey, thank you. you know? Or being like argumentative and yeah. things like or like hot tempered. No, I'm one of the most I'm, patient people that you same. will ever meet in your like it genuinely annoys friends of mine that are like why are you still putting up yeah. with this like, why aren't you I don't mad? know I get over it and then I'm not mad anymore I don't know what to yeah. tell you <laughs> same still, here I, yeah, yeah I'm exactly the same way I'm, yeah it takes me and I always get me mad <laughs> even growing up my parents were really into astrology and they were mm-hmm. you know because they're you know hippies basically yeah <laughs> um, and they were always like we don't know what you are see because yeah. like, astrology apparently made so much sense to them until they encountered me. This and makes they're me like, feel a lot better. Yeah. I'm like, what is it? What is it? Why doesn't this make sense? Because I know friends who I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense for you. Like, what happened? What happened yeah. in our birth charts that were just like, well, triple Aries, but very Pisces. <laughs> yeah. Here maybe you go. people don't. Maybe it's just a thing people don't. We need to to meet some more triple Aries people. We to should. to we need a bigger data pool. Take a but, take a poll. Yeah, yeah I have the sneaking suspicion that maybe there's something about being triple Aries that kind of flips some of the. I would, traits, I would like right? to know that because astrology is one of those things that like my friends are like so into their horoscopes. Or they'll be like, the moon and the stars are doing this. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't get it, though. Give me a deck of cards, and I can understand that. Yeah. And I can tell you how you feel. I can tell you how I feel. Tell me about my star chart. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Same. Yeah. When There's two things that I love listening to people go really deep on because I don't understand it at all. And I don't have years <laughs> to spend learning about it. And yep. that's astrology and numerology. Oh, same. I Google numerology like a basic bitch. (laughs) Cool. One, one, one. That means something. And then I Google. Right. I love like when, um, yeah, I love when coast to coast has some like numerology woman on and she's like, she's like, and you were born in, you know, 1991, which is a 19, which is a 
10, which is a 1, and a 1 means this. And I'm like, oh, man, it's so much. So maybe if we have someone study both our astrology and numerology together, then it will make sense. sense. Why am I like this? Because I just want I just want someone to give me a good explanation because I did have a friend break down my birth chart recently and I was like, I can see that. That makes sense for me. And yeah. still when I look at it, I'm like, it doesn't though. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Her breakdown did make sense, but I still I don't know. There's just it doesn't click in my mind and so I don't know, I can't accept it. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I don't know either. I'm gonna look into that Celtic tree. Celtic, Celtic tree zodiac. Yeah, I'm gonna it's look awesome. into that. It's awesome. And then tell me if yours fits you better because I was thrilled. I will be a willow tree all day, every day. I'll Is it ba- it's based on like birth month and all that the yeah, same way? It's based the- on birth month, but month that way. <laughs> <laughs> birth month. Um, but the Celts um, trees were crucial to them. Yeah. So they had a different calendar. Well, not necessarily a different calendar system, but everything's based on the trees and they have their own divination system too which i also read um so when i found that out i was like oh i love this (laughs) i love it (laughs) didn't the didn't they have like so many like holy trees Mm -hmm. is what and i know like five of them were ash trees ash trees yeah holly tree um you know i'm trying to remember the willow apparently the willow, apparently the willow, but they have um, in the, I don't know how to pronounce it, it's either Ogham or Ogham, probably completely different because they do not pronounce things the way they're spelled. No, um, no, they don't. At all, at all. Um, but when I was looking at it, and the symbols are all straight lines with just hashes through them, so yeah. sorting out which one is which is a little confusing. Um, yeah. Had a point to make and I lost it. So that's okay. <laughs> We're gonna go on. The, yeah. All the symbols probably look like trees, right? They're just like rough, yeah, rough depictions yeah, of trees. Kind of like the way that you can combine bind runes, or you can yep. sorry, you can combine runes to make bind runes and make mm-hmm. it mean something else. You can do the same thing with Augum. Um, I haven't explored that one too much because I'm not as familiar with it. I have to look at that reference every single time because it's it's just a line with hashes. So I'm like, I don't know. But their belief system was really interesting and very land connected. And I wonder if there's something to that specifically. Sorry, my dog came over. He might be breathing into the microphone. That's okay. Dogs welcome. Dogs welcome. Uh, Okay, so Vuk from Tracing Owls asked, could tarot be used on an experiencer to help make sense of a paranormal experience as a form of therapy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's my very favorite thing to do. I would do that all day, every day if I could, which is somewhat ironic because I have a fresh start and I chose not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I love, I love doing that. I have people tell me their experiences and I will help them understand what was actually happening and then sort through why they felt a certain kind of way about it. Because I feel like a lot of the times paranormal experiences are scary because it's outside of your comfort zone. It's something different. And experiencing something like that, maybe not every time, but a lot of people's gut reaction is to be afraid of it because we don't understand what's happening. We don't know why we feel that way. But a lot of the time when I look into it, it's... 
not what we think it is. Don't get me wrong, there have been times when I was like, yeah, that's fucked up. That's not a good thing. You're, yeah, yeah you're right. You run, run the other way. Don't go back to that place. That's a, that's a terrible place. But a lot of the time, it's just spirits ways of trying to communicate with us and sometimes they're really loud about it or like I don't know what it's like if they're in another dimension and they have to break through sometimes they're louder than they intend or but I have gotten several messages from people who were terrified and I looked into it and I asked about their experiences and the cards are like sorry didn't actually yeah. mean to scare you I just really 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 wanted to deliver this particular message and here's why and then that person's like oh my gosh well this was going on in my life I'm like I know and they knew too (laughs) and that's why this weird thing happened I'd like more cryptid stuff (laughs) that's fun we've only done that a handful of times but um and that's interesting too because cryptids and ghosts feel different when I ask about them they have different energy signatures. I don't know if that's the right word to describe it. I feel like that makes sense to the... Yeah, yeah that makes sense to someone who doesn't do this. Because um, the different types of spirits that you interact with will feel different energy level-wise. Like A ghost feels one way. Uh, an ancestor feels one way. A land spirit feels so weird. And animals also feel their own kind of way. And cryptids are like some weird in between. I've really only asked about Bigfoot a couple of times, and yeah. but both times it felt the same and gave similar answers. <clears throat> Humans are garbage. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> I love the I love the idea of a ghost like or a spirit whatever it is, whatever a ghost is. I love the idea of it accidentally scaring someone, <laughs> almost like an interdimensional version of I thought that door was going to be heavier. Yep, yep, that's exactly what it's like. That is, it's happened so many times. Um, A friend of mine, especially, they'll, like, be trying to get through to them and, like, so loud about it and then so apologetic afterwards, like, really, really, really didn't mean to scare you. So sorry, but this is super important, so listen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, yeah. I like that. I think, um, I think experiences these um paranormal or anomalous experiences i think they're very personal experiences Um, yeah and i think it's nice to have a way to to try to conceptual like contextualize them for people right it is well and the interesting thing too is that you and I could experience the same event. Like if we were somewhere and we had a paranormal experience and your takeaway from it and my takeaway from it would be completely different. I haven't had a chance to do this yet. So if somebody's listening, please (laughs) message me. I would like to experiment with this because I think that the message would be different person to person, but with like a similar theme because you're two people experiencing the same things, but your takeaway is what matters here. How it affected you and your memories, your mindset versus somebody else's, those are two different experiences within the same one. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I think that's, I see that as evidence of the fact that it, that it's all one thing. Right. I think that, um, I think that that's because 
the human mind, the human psyche kind of co-creates these experiences with whatever the other. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And that's that yeah, that's fascinating. I would love yeah, I'd love to do that full time. <laughs> that's my I love picking apart people's ghost stories. Um even better if I can be on location. That's my absolute favorite. Um because you can have these really profound experiences with spirits. I haven't I haven't had any cryptid experiences, but I've had plenty with ghosts and you can feel them and you know that you're not alone in that room. And then making sense of what they're trying to tell you is, oh, it's like solving the ultimate puzzle. I don't even yeah. like puzzles, but I like mind puzzles. <laughs> and that's what this is. Carly, every puzzle is supposed to be a mind puzzle. Every puzzle is supposed to be a mind puzzle. You are right about this. And I, yeah. I hate puzzles. <laughs> I, will, I will flip a table. I just said I'm not a violent person. <laughs> like, it takes a lot to rile me. Put a puzzle in front of me and watch me lose my mind within like 10 minutes. I hate it. I just will get up and walk away. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll be you. <laughs> honest. My, my wife and my daughter will sit and do like thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. Oh, and it can't. blows my mind. I don't. I do. I don't. And they... They both have ADHD. Yeah. And it like... Maybe this is the triple Aries in us that's like no rejected. <laughs> yeah. For them, it's like a focusing thing. Like it's comforting yeah. to them to just like put on some light music and just like focus on what's yeah. happening in front of them. That does make yeah. sense to me. Yeah. But, but it yeah. drives me nuts. I it hate Legos jigsaw puzzles. Too. Jigsaw Lego... Well, jigsaw puzzles and Legos. Both. Yep. I know my wife always made fun of me when the kids were little, little, and we were buying them Legos, because I'm like, I hate this shit. I don't want to do... You make their Legos with them. I have no interest. I just flat refuse. So my son is great with Legos. He loves to build them still, and Mm -hmm. I'll be like, I will not help you. I will buy them for you, but I will not participate in Legoing. If you want to paint with me, cool, I'm in. No Legos. (laughs) I'll, like, applaud the the patience you had to sit there and do tiny manipulations with your fingers for three hours. Hey, that is rad. Way to go. Way to build that thing. I don't want to be a part of it. I would like to talk to ghosts and psychoanalyze them. That's fun (laughs) for me. (laughs) I'm like, why would I ever sit down and do a jigsaw puzzle for three hours when I could just read a book? I, yeah. Why would I sit down and do a jigsaw puzzle when I could hyper fixate on an obscure historical (laughs) moment from thousands of years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Give me those facts. That's what I'd like to know. I yeah. don't want to know why a puzzle works, but I do want to know the ins and outs of the Titanic's infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's my kind of hyperfixation. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. They're like, is there a reason you've spent two hours looking at these blueprints of a ship? Nope. Nope. Yes. Um, did uh, there is and there is not. I just I need to so understand every theory ever. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's my reason. Uh, will I watch videos of recreations of the Titanic hitting the iceberg and be perfectly content for hours? Yes, and I understand <laughs> that that is some people's version of jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure is. Nerd life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, will you tell um, tell the listeners where they can find you, what you're doing, what what to look forward to? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok under the Village Tarot Witch. 
Um, once again, there's a lot of scam accounts out there right now. That is my only account. If there is any extra letters, any underscores, any numbers, it's not me. Also, if they message you and say Grand Rising or anything ridiculous like that, that's also not me. If it doesn't come with several laughing emojis and sarcasm and swears, not me. (laughs) But also, it's important to say that I don't message people to offer readings. The only way you can book a reading with me is through the link in my bio, which will take you to Calendly. And then I will read and swear at you through cards. Um, And I'm on YouTube now. You can find me under the Village Tarot Witch. And my new episodes come out every Friday. Um, Mostly true crime with a dash of whatever flavor I'm feeling that week. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. It's been awesome. (laughs) 